So first of all, I just want to say right up front, this is a literary book with a capital L. I'm sorry, I left my glasses at home. This is not a book that would ever have like organically come to our shores. Um, and in fact, we aren't the publisher. Bookshop.org is the publisher, and this is the first book that they're publishing. Mm -hmm. um, but they came to us, not because of our brilliant literary and poetic acumen. Well, I don't know. Let's not rule that out. I mean, we have the most of both of those things. I mean, more than anybody, especially anybody listening. Hi, I'm Joe Beal, the founder and CEO of Microcosm Publishing. I'm also the author of A People's Guide to Publishing, which distills what I've learned from selling millions of books over the past 28 years. I'm Ellie Blue, the Vice President of Microcosm. We started this podcast to share what we've learned with newer publishers so you can learn from our mistakes. Or maybe you just want to learn about the publishing industry. This week, we are going to talk about how we ended up in the wild position of becoming the uh, publisher that handles distribution for Lydia Davis's new book, Our Strangers. We, um... Yeah. <laughs> you weren't even going to take a stab at that one. We had Sarah High, uh, who works in marketing at Bookshop, on the pod oh, some yeah. years ago. We can link to that episode in the notes. And we became buddies enough that when I ran into her at the stair in the staircase at uh, a few different times, actually, I think the first time was at AWP. And uh, and she said, you know, they might be interested in working with you. And then, you know, I followed up a few times about it. Didn't hear back anything, like, conclusive or definitive. And then I ran into her again in the hallway at Winter Institute. And she said, you know, we still haven't figured out what we're going to do with that Lydia Davis book. Like, you might get in touch with Andy Hunter, who is the uh, CEO of Bookshop. And we were like, sure, why not? We'll try it. You know, worth a shot. And we did. And we were sitting down with Andy at um, a day or two later, and we explained to him how we built our supply chain system which is that we own and operate our own warehouses and we have field sales teams and we service all the major wholesalers but we don't notably sell into exactly one account and that is the one account that Lydia Davis was rather intent on her book not being for sale in. P.S. It's Amazon. Oh right yeah that's the one I couldn't remember <laughs> and she, you know, was adamant about this and was told over and over that this was impossible and that no publisher would be able to accommodate this. And, you know, we, we do really well when, whenever the sentence begins, nobody, whatever, <laughs> we normally are the punchline on that sentence. <laughs> it's so true. Except these weirdos. They'll try anything. And then... So, you know, we met with Andy and we were like, Andy, we own all this infrastructure. And Andy was like, wow, that's really impressive. Like, you, you know. And then I was like, and we built it out not for this exact reason, but because this just makes the most business sense. It's like, 
running it ourselves is cheaper, faster, more nimble, more efficient, etc. And he like, like, was clearly contemplative. And then it was fairly apparent that this was going to happen because well, there wasn't there literally was nobody else, you know. <laughs> so it wasn't. Yeah, we are probably the only trade distributor in the U.S. that could sell your book and not sell it to Amazon. And, you know, obviously there's difficult things where you have to go to anybody that sells to quote-unquote internet retailers and ask them if they would sell it to Amazon. Yeah. And a lot of times you get sort of a dodgy <laughs> not answer. <laughs> and then you have to be like, okay, got it. So you would. Note taken, you know. And then uh, Andy wanted to limit how many copies a store could order and then we kind of settled on the idea that if a store bought more than a certain quantity they would approve them one by one and I'm just gonna say knock on wood we're several months into publication and it has not appeared for sale on Amazon, though curious... At least not the U.S. Amazon. Yeah, the, the British edition has become for sale on the U.S. Amazon, confusingly. But we did plant an Easter egg there. We suggested to Andy that he make, like, the top line of the description, you know, that's bold, say, not available on Amazon, or available only in independent booksellers. So at least the U.K. Amazon listing does show that, which I guess is the least we can do. And then the best part of the story that I didn't know is that Lydia Davis had read How to Re Resist Amazon, a book that we had published some years ago. And, like, it seems like this is part of what perked her idea and interest. And then she did it an event with the author of How to Resist Amazon, Danny, Danny Kane. And, you know, and I was like, wow, this is thoroughly gone full circle. And then, by utter coincidence, Danny had a brand new book that had simultaneous publication called How to Protect Bookstores. And I was like, wow, this is like, could not, we could not live in a more perfect world, said nobody ever. But in that moment, it really, truly felt right. And I love, one thing I really appreciate about this book is that Lydia Davis is such an established and respected author that she can take this risk. Right, with and, a literary heavyweight such as us. Yeah, and, and she can, but she can, she's able to kind of pave the way in a way, and similar to, I think, how we have among publishers, and be like, look, you don't need Amazon to survive or even thrive or even sell a lot of copies of your book, you know? It's like gone into the second printing. The book is doing quite well. Um, it doesn't need Amazon. Right, right. And maybe other people will follow her lead. And the interesting thing is that her numbers have always been good. And given that, you know, this book is 20-some years into her career, you know, first printing was 10,000, blew through them, moving into the second printing... And, you know, we're probably going to sell comparable numbers to her recent books. You know, that's almost the most fascinating part to me. I wouldn't, you know, we were a little bit like, maybe, you know, we've said this about more than a few things. Maybe if we try really hard, we can, you know, 
do an okay job compared to, you know, her recent works. But, yeah, it's, like, gone remarkably well. You know, and that was sort of the initial question was, like, do you think you could sell, like, maybe a few thousand? And we're like, I think we could do better than that. Thanks for joining us once again. Please send your questions to podcast at microcosmpublishing.com so we can answer them on future episodes. And please give us five stars on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are reviewed. You can find us on the internet at microcosm.pub. On Twitter at microcosm. On Facebook at microcosm publishing. On Instagram at microcosm underscore pub. And here in Portland, Oregon on North Williams Avenue. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. I mean, I feel like independent booksellers have just really gotten behind it. Like, they had a great PR person, and the media has really gotten into it. You know, that, like, not selling on Amazon Angle is a great sales angle. But honestly, like, in the end, it's the book. Yeah. And it was an amazing moment. Because of who she is, this brings a lot of ink to talking about this issue. You know, the where poets and writers did a feature about it. You know, there's lots of other... You know, people write about the book, obviously, and review the book, but a lot of people are more writing. It's, like, an interesting thing because it creates the opportunity to write about the supply chain aspect of things. And we love to talk about the supply chain here at the Literary Publisher of Microcosm.